His name is Heston Blumenthal. He's on a lifetime's mission to journey deep inside our food to discover its secrets. And now we're joining him on the ride. My name's Jay Taylor. I'll be your host for this adventure, along with James Winter, our fat duck font of all facts. And on today's show, it's time to channel your inner Augustus Gloop as we dive into a river of American chocolate. Yes, we're heading over the pond to sample the very best of US chocolate treats, from Reese's to Hershey's and everything in between, to see how it stacks up against the best of British. So without further ado, let's meet the man who is always strong and tough, and only the good is good enough, the Milky Bar Kid himself, Heston Blumenthal. Hello, Heston. (laughs) Trey, that might have been one of your finest hours. How... (laughs) When you started to say that, it's strong enough. I'm thinking, this is reminding me of an advert. It's the Milky Park Kid. Yeah. I'm very good, thank you. I'm all the better for having that introduction. (laughs) James, how are you? Very good. And I'm just thinking somewhere, somewhere there's bound to be an award ceremony for best introduction in a podcast. (laughs) There's got to be something we can enter these into. I hope so. We need need a gong. (laughs) We need something for that. It is funny. I was looking. Right, up, I was yeah. looking up the words to the Milky Bar Kid earlier because they all get. I I had them all mixed up in my head, and the Milky Bar Kid and Finger of Fudge were basically entwined in my mind. And it was a very strange song that I had going on about the Milky Bar Kid. <laughs> it's got Finger of Fudge. It's long enough. I think. I think Freud. Freud might be quite interested in that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> long enough. Is that the three free? Is that the three-fingered rule that we use for the burger? <laughs> Help you work, rest, and play, indeed. <laughs> now, gentlemen, we will be coming on to chocolate shortly, but we've had correspondence. Hello to everyone out there. Thank you ever so much for getting in touch, and please do keep getting in touch because uh, it is wonderful to hear from you uh, at Heston's Podcast on Instagram and Heston's Podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, while you're there, do us a favour. Subscribe, stop, rate us. Say something nice. It all helps, apparently. But for now, we're going to delve into the things we have been sent. And crisps seems to have hit a nerve. We did a crisps podcast a few weeks ago where we delved into the... Are you talking crisps or crisps? Crisps. crisps. Well, that's a good point because they're the French crisps, aren't they? Crip, crip, crips. Yeah. Uh, we've had some, uh, some of our international listeners getting in touch. Uh, but first, we have Grandma B... Karen Brady getting into I don't think it's the Karen Brady because I don't think she's in her 70s but I've just listened to the crisps podcast I am 70 now but I remember Smith's crisps had a little blue twist of salt we didn't get the sachet until the 70s I think Uh, ready salted took over but you can still buy salt and shake I have them to reduce my salt intake I look forward to the podcast every week it's always interesting and entertaining thanks grandma B twist so yeah, thanks, Grandma B. What's a twist? Because I remember. I thought you were going to know. What is, a twi- what is a twist? What does it What's mean? What's a twist? A little twist of salt. Does it mean a bit of tissue, maybe, with the salt twisted in it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah, just like to see one if of I can those. Find little, any. You know the little sugar packets you put in tea or coffee, and you give them a shake and twist the end off. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that might be it. That's what I was. Yeah, I, or, or like little sherbety, long thin sherbety things, right, with the salt yeah. in it. But the fact they still do yeah, them today. I'm quite, I, I was going to say, I think it came in a bit of greaseproof paper. I don't know how sophisticated it was when it was launched in the 1920s. Apparently, they all came with this little, this little greaseproof, Twist. twisted-up ball of of salt. Fantastic! And uh, thank you, Grandma B. It's good to know yeah. that they're, you were out there for a start and listening to us. And it's also great to know that it's still <laughs> salt and shake still being done. I have to try and track some of those. I was looking in the service station on Sunday and I couldn't find any. Have you noticed as well? Everything's now a grab bag. 
which is just a massive bag of crisps. And I just well, there was a whole. There's a whole over the last five, <clears throat> five to seven years. There's a whole. Um, the food companies had this new category: grab and go. What is that? Well, you basically grab it. <laughs> you go. You go. I mean, <laughs> normally, if you don't pay for it first, you get arrested. Whereas previously, what I do is I'd, no, I'd bed just, down in the supermarket and join in and have it there. But. Yeah, I thought I thought grab and go was shoplifting, <laughs> <laughs> but grab and go, pay first. Talking about grabbing and going, um, you know that new Am- Amazon shop? That's where I live. That's I've been Ealing. Ooh. I haven't actually been in there yet. But the one where you wander in, take what you like, and it just scans you as you leave, and you don't have to pay for it. It's, uh, it looks quite fancy, actually, from the outside. There's always a massive queue, though. So I just sort of do that thing where I I'd push love, my face you know up what? against I the window. Lo- I've I, never heard of that shop. So somebody, somebody must, just is the want or the nature of human beings. Somebody is going to try and steal everything. From, so yeah. if, you, if, you, if, you, if you don't have um, a mobile phone... Yeah, they can't... Well, I mean, can you go... How do you know? Is this building up to yeah, you right. asking me to go in and try and steal stuff and see what I can get yeah, away? Yeah, basically. Yes, that, that's that, my yeah, homework. I mean, that then becomes grab and go. Grab <laughs> <laughs> and go. He said grab and go. Grab and run. <laughs> yeah, grab and go. Grab and run. Yeah, but... <laughs> Walker's so- smash and run. Um, we've also had an, uh, a message from Hiran. Hello, Hiran, friend of the show. He said, just finished your latest podcast episode on crisps. Great episode and just a few thoughts on flavours from across the globe. The best flavours relate directly to the dishes from the countries that the crisp flavour comes from. For example, chilli lemon from Latin America and East Africa, Mm. various spice blends from India, and egg crisps and shrimp crisps from China. Mm. I'm not sure about egg crisps. The worst flavours I've tasted have been cola flavour crisps from Japan and peppermint crisps from Tesco's. And the most underrated flavour I've had is peanut puffs from Israel. Just imagine peanut flavoured Watsits. Wow, there's a lot in there, isn't there? Cola flavoured, surely not. Mm. I can't. I, mm, I, don't, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be like sugar crisps, wouldn't it? Not, necess- not necessarily. Because cola does have cinnamon and ginger and clove and a load of other spices and things that they don't tell you. I do remember whether this is um, any truth in this or not that the the secret recipe for coca-cola so there were seven people i'm sure this is a this was a, a like a like a snow white and the seven dwarfs seven who, superheroes uh, story they it's would p- never coming fly on now. the same yeah this is now a fact now a fact they would ne- they would always fly on different aeroplanes who the d- dwarves now or the coca-cola guys the coca-cola guys that had the secret recipe because if they all flew on the same plane and the plane crashed Really? With it. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I hope I'm, that's I'm true. Sure. I like the idea they carry it around with them in a special suitcase. Does it matter? Wrist. No, it's perfect. We'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fantastic fact. Um, I like the idea of peanut puffs from Israel as well. They sound lovely. I can, I can imagine a peanut flavoured what's it. I think that would go down very well. Yeah. These are yeah. great. We need to be getting hold of some of these. And just on that point, should any uh, international entrepreneur be thinking of shipping us uh, somewhere to do our podcast live from uh, some exotic beach somewhere, obviously we'd all have to fly separately, right? Well, exactly. I mean, can in you imagine own... if the plane crashed? <laughs> yeah. I think the podcast world would, <laughs> would stop overnight. Petra from the, from, 
the Czech Republic said, hello there, I'm not sure if it's a Czech traditional thing, but my grandma makes fried elderflower blossoms. She just dips them in batter and fries them. We eat it as a savoury oh. dish. Elderflower lemonade out of homemade syrup is very common in the Czech Republic, but these fritters are not yeah. seen that often. Elderflower season, will start, elderflower season will start in a month or two, so maybe you should try making some. Mm. So what is it? Fried that, elderflower blossom. Yeah, you take. I can imagine a bit like when you see uh, chamomile blossoming. So you have um, the end of the stem of the plant, then opens out into probably seven branches, and then there's flowers on the end of them. So you pick the flowers and then you fry them really quickly. Wow, sounds amazing. Sounds delicious, don't they? That sounds really yeah. cool. Remember, was at the fact that with you once, and you had a box full of edible flowers. I know I appreciate that technically flowers are edible, but these were specific ones. But they were little blue and yellow ones, and you were using the petals off them for stuff. And they were mm-hmm. made made for restaurants, t- t- certain type of flowers, wasn't that? Well, they were. Yeah, well, they weren't necessarily made for restaurants. The problem is with flowers. When you buy, there's so much health and safety regulation around flowers, just roses, for example, that. They don't taste of the smell of roses anymore because they've been sprayed by so many things. So if you live in, a, in an area which is, it could be a national park, it could be just an area that's not too industrialized, then the chances are you get, it, it's like the first beginning of April when nettles have, when they start to flower. Use those, that to make nettle soup. It's beautiful. Strawberry flowers, rosemary flowers. There's a very short uh, period in time where these plants have a flower. And they're normally designed to attract bees and uh, birds to pollinate them. And then along come us big, clumsy, fat humans (laughs) and then do stuff with them. But that, to me, sounds, sounds amazing. Ross Old... Says, Dear yeah. Heston, Jay and James, I've now nearly caught up with the podcast and I love the chilli pepper episode, as I've been stupid too to eat a mega hot chilli pepper. Around 2009, yeah. I was merrily drinking in the pub. It's always in the pub, isn't it? Uh, and a friend of a friend had three chilli peppers, uh, the hottest yeah. at the time, he's forgotten the name, which were more yeah. than a million thingamajigs, which I think is the official... Um, yeah, that, that, heat well, more than a million thingamajigs. That old scoville. Oh, there you go, it's a big one. Yeah, it's pretty hot. When, once you get over a million, and you're into you're into um what's the word gut burning uh territory exactly well he said the challenge was to bite a whole one and chew 10 times uh i took <laughs> i took the challenge for no reason other than i hadn't experienced anything very hot before i immediately regretted it describe what happened is not easy i cried my nose ran i salivated uncontrollably the pain is yep. difficult to articulate as after two pints of yep. milk and nearly passing f- out, I felt so lightheaded, I was smiling and laughing. In fact, I was euphoric and on such a high, I was so happy. People don't understand when trying to explain, but when I listened to the podcast about your experience, I knew it wasn't just me. Uh, he said it felt like his chili or his body was saying, well done, chap, you survived. And uh, he now knows it was uh, a bit of both. So thanks for allowing I me the shared experience. That. It's great. What, 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 what was his name? Ross James. Old. I say, Ross, I love that. That's made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. <laughs> so when you apply, it, for me, I've become so obsessed with this whole thing about hero's journey. We're all a hero. We're all on this journey and it never finishes. So we slay our demons and then we, and we learn something from it. 
we work for reward. Um, so the fact that you've, you, you go through, and this is the beauty of what, at the core, I think, of why we sort of love chili, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, we sweat, our, our, as you said, our, our eyes water, my spectacles even sweated, your nostrils are pain, your stomach, you're doubled over in discomfort and your lips are burning and you don't even want to think about going going for a pee-pee if you've actually <laughs> handled a chilli. It, it just hits you and hits you and eventually your body sends its own infantry, its cavalry, its defence mechanisms, a hormonal release of endorphins that go to fight the nasty attack on your body and then just when that bit comes below, when it becomes bearable, oh, I've just come through this. Is it? I suppose it's a bit like why people love um, scary rides on a, in adventure parks. Similar, isn't it? Amusement parks. Go on it. While you're on it, you can try and be as hard as you want. You can be the big, ah, you can laugh. Cause you, and then you think the camera's taking a photo of you. <laughs> so I don't want that photo to look like I'm really scared. <laughs> so I'm going to really show the world that I'm laughing. But secretly, once you, once you get off it, you're so relieved. <laughs> You've done it. And that, that's your hero. There's another example of the hero's journey. And I think that I, I just think it's the most incredible model for life. Um, everyone is on their own hero's journey. And Chile, Chile, <laughs> like if someone asked you to do it. And, 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 and uh, so when Ross said, Why did I do it? <laughs> well, I've never experienced something that hot, so I thought I'll give it a go. It's like somebody decided to run a marathon. Why? Why? Because it was I mean, there. Why? It was there and I was going to achieve it. Going to Mars, climbing Everest. It was there. I sense a podcast in our future where we will have to get out some of these very, very hot wasabis and chilies and, and see if, how they uh, work Jay, on us again. Thank you. Oh. Because you've just... You've, here comes another <laughs> podcast... <laughs> With yet another uh, moment for me saying, where are our disgusting foods? Where are they? They're, I, I have had emails and correspondence from people across the world. We're very lucky and we apparently have some things winging their way to us. I promise I am not burying them in the garden you, and ignoring them. They are you coming. Could order them. We could, you could order them. No, apparently I can't. Apparently I'm not allowed to. No. So, Why? <laughs> um, Why? Health, EU. Health and Brexit. Safety. Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> Brexit, yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> there, I think one of them is the tinned fish in Scandinavia that balloons up. I, 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 don't, I, not, I don't know why I'm saying this. this is like, I'm not, <laughs> We've got to I'm try those I'm fermented eggs from Malaysia as well that that lady was telling us about. Yeah, about oh, yeah but eggs. I think this, t- this tinned fish... We're going to have to do this outdoor. They're not opening that in my house. or something. I'm not... Okay. We have to do this okay, well, outdoor just podcast. The windows. Come to your house. <laughs> just do, do it in the garden. <laughs> Let's just do it. We do, we don't have to do. We don't have to have a whole podcast on this. We could just do one every couple of weeks. All right. All right. But Let's get I it. I would say I I would suggest that the tin fish and maybe and maybe in the meantime anyone that thinks they love this tin fish. Oh yeah. That's that would also be interesting because for me. 
I feel queasy just thinking about it. So, James, you can be our grand czar of disgusting foods. You can be the... Uh... Yeah. Amazon don't have a, a, a good department called disgusting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's in the I'll, grab I'll and go. Looking. We'll just go to the grab and go. And we'll go. <laughs> In better news, I don't even know why. Yes, anyway, in better news, today's podcast is not disgusting. Well, hopefully, in theory, it shouldn't be because about a few months ago, around Christmas, we did yeah. the chocolate bar Olympics, which were not the Olympics at all because it was only between two countries, Britain and Australia. Uh, and well, if you listen to if you listen to in the American World Series. Oh yeah, it drives me berserk. When they win yeah, the baseball, when they win the Super Bowl, they're uh, world uh, champions. Uh, uh, it's only yeah. America taking part. Yeah. So we can have, based on that, we can have our own World Series. Well, there you. That's exactly what we're going to have today. We're going to have the World <laughs> Series of chocolate. Basically, and what you're going to make the rules up as we go along because <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> I'm glad you said World Series because I'm going to call it America's Cup, and that's an even worse one because that's got nothing to do with America or Britain anymore in it, and it took place in New Zealand. So, uh, no, this is the World Series of Chocolate. We've been lucky enough. Kevin Dykeman, uh, who previously sent us candy, has been back in touch, and he has compiled together for us the best chocolate bars in America. What he says is. These are America's best candy bars. I won't do the accent. Uh, the best of the best. Now, I know you can get better chocolate, of course, but as far as candy you can buy at the gas station, these are the best, I think. Most contain peanuts, as in the Take 5. Pretzels, which give them something 99% of chocolate candy is missing. Salt, that'd be interesting. Hopefully, Heston's aversion to cherry doesn't stop him from liking the world's best candy bar, the Twin Bing. Uh, you can only get these in the middle of the country, so I had my good friend mail me some. Oh, man, they're good. Oh, man, they're good. Uh, so this is from Kevin. Kevin, thank you so much for sending these in. Now, but by the way, Kevin, I, I do. I love cherry. Oh, you love cherry? I, I love cherry, like cherry, yeah. It, no, I love cherries. I've done, I've, I've, I love cherries. I'm cherry stones bashed up, infused in things. I love cherries. I oh, know, but cherry and chocolate. Um, Mm. <laughs> that depends on the cherry flavour. So, it, well, it's like banana. I like banana. There are some nice banana flavours, and there are some banana flavours that I I like less than others. Now, the way we did this with the Australia match was we, we pitted a Brit against uh, an Aussie one each time. We're not going to do that this time. We're going to have a very simple rule because uh, I think I'm speaking for most of Britain, but probably most of Europe. When I say we look down our noses on American candy a little bit, we tend to think it's a bit funny and doesn't quite taste the same. But I'm hoping Kevin's going to prove us wrong. I don't, by the way. No, you don't. It's just commoners like us who go, ooh, I don't like it. Um, But Kevin sent us these ones. But I'm thinking we could have a simple rule. Is it better than a Mars bar? Because that's pretty much the godfather of British chocolate. Try the American. Is it better or do you prefer it more than a Mars bar? Yes, we don't do better, do we? Do you prefer it to a Mars bar? <laughs> we don't do better or best. Do you prefer it to a Mars bar? And try some of the American stuff, and James will be able to tell us where it comes from, what it's all about, uh, and see what we think to it. Because I have to be honest, I haven't had American candy. Do we call it candy? Is the chocolate called candy, or is the candy sweets? I'm never quite sure which is which. Well, in, in England, candy is normally... Um kind of more sugar-based, not chocolate-based. But I think in America, candy is more generic. So it can mm. be. Now we've I'd agree with that. Candy I'd can be. So in front of us, we have a variety of things. There's about six or seven that Kevin sent over, which we're just going to randomly dive into. Um, but I think, Heston, you already noticed something that unifies them all, doesn't it? Peanuts. Peanuts. Yeah, I mean, pretty Yeah, I've got an almond one, but, pe- but peanuts, and that's, 
I think re, uh, Hershey or Hershey's, there is a, and I like peanuts. It's like M&M's. I like peanut M&M's. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're American candy as well, aren't they? They're not in this. Yeah. Don't we have, so what should we start? Should we start with the Hershey's Mr. Good bar then? Here's my, listen, here's my bag. Kevin's put them in little plastic bags of writing on them as well. He's very organised. delving into it. Now, I'm just going to pause right here and hop in because I want to tell you all about a great new sponsor we are working with. I think we can all agree that the past year has been something of a trial for all of us, especially mentally. And now you do have options. You can dive into a huge box of American candy like we're doing here. Or there are other ways, fantastic ways, that you can help get yourself back mentally fit ready for springtime if you're suffering a little bit from the blues or even if you just want a chance to sleep a bit better or feel a bit better about yourself mentally because we are partnering with calm that's right the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel you can clear your head with guided daily meditations improve your focus with calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with calm's imaginative sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like killian murphy and stephen fry if you go to calm.com forward slash heston Right now, you're going to get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content added every week. And this is fantastic. That helps you with sleep, helps get your mind in tune. Everybody we know is talking about it. I think it's a fantastic service, and it's something that you should certainly give a try, especially with an offer like this. There's over 100 million people around the world already using Calm to take care of their minds. Why don't you give it a chance to take care of your mind. You can sleep more, you can stress less, and you can live better with calm. So all you have to do to get access to this special limited time offer, 40% off a calm premium subscription is go to calm.com forward slash Heston. That's calm, C-A-L-M.com slash Heston, H-E-S-T-O-M for 40% off unlimited access to calm's entire library. Calm.com forward slash Heston. Right, let's get back to some chocolate. Bit of background. Apparently it's identifiable, first of all, by a yellow and a bar with a red text, if you're looking in your bag of sweets. Um, been around since 1925. I'm no expert on the world of peanuts, but I believe America produces the most of them of any country in the world. So that might explain why they have a lot of them in their candy bars. Yeah. Because I think all 13 original states of America started producing peanuts quite early on. So they've been a kind of staple crop of the Americas for, for quite a while. I think they're indigenous to Argentina or South America. It wasn't, um, wasn't been... Jimmy Carter um, from a peanut Yes, family. I think he was a peanut farm. Yeah, he was a peanut farmer, I think, yeah. um, prior and probably after. I think, of second, I think of Second World War American GIs. I always think of Hershey bars, right? That, that's the kind of chocolate they had back then, right? The most identifiable American import, wasn't it, at the time? It was the most exciting new... They had their own, you know, it's when you realise as a kid that America has its own thing. Not everyone eats Cadbury. And it was, it's... Uh, okay, so should we take the first... This is a shame. Take the first swing in the World Series? I think that's what they do in the World Series, isn't it? Do like, you know what I've noticed on this? Because I, I, I picked my uh, my uh, Hershey's Mr. Good bar. Mm. And I, I noticed when I was showing you guys the front of the bar, I noticed um, one, after sugar, peanuts, vegetable oil, palm oil... But it's got Shay. It's the name of my daughter, Shay or Shia. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Which apparently um, is particularly suitable for dry hair, dry and sensitive skin. 
It, it, mm. The skin transforms, becomes soft and supple. Not only does the skin feel great, but wrinkles disappear. What's this? The oil that's, that's in this on, chocolate bar, it does that? Uh, yeah, that's, that, that, that is according to Amazon.France. Oh, this is exciting. So I'm going to get supple hair after this, am I? Yeah, well, apparently they replaced the cocoa butter with, well, I'm, I'm quoting a, a popular webpage, cheaper oil substitutes, which may incorporate some of those things you're, you're well, talking about. So. Shea nuts, I think, are, would be considered a superfood, although it's followed up by palm oil. <laughs> I believe it in, in the, if, according to the US FDA food labelling laws you, they can, it cannot be legally described as milk chocolate in it anymore just so you know why because it doesn't have any milk in it or chocolate <laughs> it doesn't have any milk or chocolate in it anymore <laughs> and, and, and it should depending on when you bought your bar as of this year apparently be described as chocolate candy not milk chocolate I don't know what yes uh, okay. chocolate candy with peanuts there we go Right. Should we open our bar? <laughs> yeah, let's go for the first, the first, the first pitch of the World Series. Okay, here we Does go. Does the Hershey's Good Bar? Do we prefer it to a Mars bar? I know this is going to drive you wild because it depends what day. My, it is. my first observation is the chocolate's darkish. Yeah, it doesn't have that. Normally, Hershey's tend to be that slightly crumbled look to them. This looks like chocolate. You know, quite yeah, quite dark. Yeah, quite smooth. It smells lovely. Really love that smell. Peanuts and chocolate is just a fantastic smell. Yeah, and it's it, it's almost like it, it feels like it's got uh, cooked milk powder. Yeah, when you caramelise milk. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So dairy milk, dairy milk chocolate actually technically can't be called chocolate. You know when they say they have a pint of milk in every bar, that it's means because it's not the enough. chocolate is actually cooked milk. It's cooked milk powder. <laughs> it's probably the same as this, isn't it? Why they can't call this chocolate? Oh, this is tense. This is tense. I really like that. I like that as well. I really like that. I I wish. <laughs> I wish sounds like a regret, but I'm going to put this in the fridge. I think it might benefit from being slightly colder, but it's very nice. I wasn't expecting that at all. I talked down American chocolate bars at the start, but I feel like I've had Hershey's bars before in my time. Never with peanuts in before. And they never taste as good as that. They always, in my head when I think of American chocolate, it tends to be, um, it feels like chocolate that's not been tempered over here. You know, when you leave your chocolate out and it melts. Yeah, like like a crystallised, grainy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's none of that. To me... I would. This this stands up to Mars bar. I would as well. Oh, this is not going the way. They're not lose to America as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I I uh, prefer that to a Mars bar, which is feels like sacrilege, but that's that's really good. Good choice, Kevin. Now, do you have this one here, which has got the pretzel in it? Confession to make: the last time we did this tasting, <laughs> I got a cardboard box that had things that were you should eat now and eat later, and I think that bar fell out of the um eat later box <laughs> and so i uh, yeah I, I i sort of ate it um i can tell you i really enjoyed it did you <laughs> <laughs> we should try why don't we try right. this one then the one kevin said the twin bing it's a straight this is a curious looking chocolate bar this is a little packet with two balls in it which look uh, a little bit like those you know those yep. funny Powerball things you pay a fortune for, which just taste like coconut and porridge oats, which I think is all they are. I'm hoping it's going to be brightly coloured on the inside, just from some pictures I've just uh, have a look. I'll see what I can find ah, out about it. It Please. says on here, a nutty, chocolatey, cherry treat. It's from Souks. How do you say that word? Sioux City. It's like the Indian Sioux, right? S-I-O-U-X. I-A. What's that? Indiana? Yes, Iowa. Iowa. 
Iowa, yes. The twin bings a candy bar made by the Palmer Candy Company of Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. Two look, round I chewy. Say it looks. I won't give you the flavour. See what you. It, it, it looks comes in one like flavour, I think. Something a dung beetle might have collected <laughs> on its part. That is a very good description eh? of it. It's just <laughs> a lump of very uninspired. <laughs> They're not for much work into the look, have they? <laughs> no, no. It's yeah. certainly not. But that's not to say it's not going to be. I said, not going to be. Um, to be fair, it looks like a hard whip up. If I was making a chocolate bar, I'd be quite pleased with that afterwards. That there we are. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh wow! Mm-mm. Is it bright pink inside? Yeah, it's yeah, pink in the middle. Apparently, they're made by hand still today. I don't know how true that is, but well, uh, that's yeah. what, well, they what look I'm rubbish, reading. So they if are. you could des- if you could design a machine to make chocolate like this, you'd be a genius. <laughs> <laughs> or fired. <laughs> Goodness me, that's so strange. It's 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 chocolate with crunchy bits on the outside, and the middle is fluorescent pink cherry coconut yeah. uh, and a uh, floral. I get a, like a rose. Geranium rose petal violet. I'm back um, at those bloody mustics again. It's that same place. Bet, yeah, not sure about that. To be honest, for me, it's really complicated in my mouth. I'm not sure what I'm eating here. If I'm eating a chocolate bar or old ladies' tea party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old ladies' tea party. It's like my, my my um. You might get. I remember in my grand's flat when I was a kid having a bath, and there were bath salts. That's it. <laughs> and you'd have those pink bath salts. So it's got right. the taste of the smell of pink bar salts. <laughs> um, so we're going to call that a miss I, for America on that front. That's a miss. Sorry, Kevin, that, if that's that, your favourite. No, dear. Oh, dear. We're not in good That's a there. miss. I mean, I, I, after Mr. Good Bar. That's Mr. Bad Bar. The contract, yeah. So, yeah. So, again, just to, just to, so to give you some context, it originally appeared in 1923 again with different flavours of cherry, pineapple, vanilla and maple. But I think cherry remains as the only flavour today. And at some point, it, it, it came out as a one bar. At some point, they, they squished two together. And made it a twin bing in the sixties for for I think the I think the I think the vending machines had a problem distributing a single bing so they bing binged it <laughs> <laughs> a double bing heavier and lumpier I don't know okay I don't know about you Jay but it's left a very um, confused under the context of a chocolate bar it's left a confused taste or feeling inside me because you keep fluctuating between. One minute it's like, oh, that's yeah. chocolate, and the next minute you get a burst of the old ladies, and you're like, it's such a weird thing in your mouth. Yeah, less than cherry is chocolate and old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so wrong. Oh, I tell you what, they put that on the packet though. <laughs> Twin Bing, chocolate and old ladies. <laughs> oh, oh my, my word, that's interesting. I don't, I just, I don't know what to make of that. Let's move on. Can I? Let's move on. What, what catches okay, so your attention the, the here? But there's two here, and and what I'm interested in is they are European, famous European brands that have been around. It seems to be from what James was saying that, you know, the 20s might have been a boom in American chocolates. Um, And this period between the First and Second World War and post-Second World War, as Roald Dahl says, was the boom in European chocolates. So... I've got two bars here, which are very, very European, um, particularly associated with me, my childhood and growing up. Snickers bar, 
which was the marathon, and Twix. And, but they're American versions. So, of course, both of them, crunchy peanut butter in, in, uh, in the Snickers bar, and Twix's creamy peanut butter cookie bars. Oh, and you get four. Oh, you get four in the go? Twix. Let's try the Twix. You get four in, in one Twix bar, which is bigger than our bar, even bigger than our big bars. Yeah. You get four to-go bars. It's a bit like a grab bag. So once you have them, you can go. You don't have yeah, to stay. Grab, grab and go. Grab and go bars. Grab and go. And they're 110 calories a serving, but there's four servings per pack. So this chocolate bar has basically half, a third of your calorific... Um, De- intake for the day's day. content well for so let's a, have a look have you opened your twix because for a start that does not look oh. or feel like a twix to me that feels very different no. looks very different it's i don't know what it is a chocolate sounds a silly thing to say it's slippery it doesn't have the same purchase yeah as no it, it's in it, it, it i get what you mean it, it's like it hasn't been um tempered so it, it, the moment you pick it up, I get the feeling it's melting on my in my fingers. What is tempering? So temp basically, so chocolate has uh, many more, but six, seven main um, crystalline forms, and some of those melt at very low temperatures. So in order to make a chocolate bar, and you if you want to make a chocolate bar crispy. And you don't want it to melt too quickly. What you need to do is you need to destroy that the crystalline structures in the chocolate that melt with your fingertips. Right. So you heat the chocolate to kill certain crystals. You cool it down and then you heat it back up again. I won't go into the temperatures, but there's a there's a temperature to heat it up to. So you you're basically through heat getting rid of the crystals that make the chocolate really um, easily meltable. Gosh, that's clever. So when you touch it, it won't melt because you got rid of the, the things that would melt at that temperature. And, and, and when really well-tempered chocolate, it means when you get rid of those, you also get the, the, crystal, the, 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 the crystalline structures or the particles of the chocolate that are left. You allow them to pack themselves much more tightly together. And that means the chocolate becomes, you can have a thin, shiny piece of chocolate that won't melt so easily under the heat of your fingertips. So when you see really shiny chocolate, yeah. that you can almost see yourself in, yeah, yeah. That's, been, that's been very carefully tempered. If you melted that shiny chocolate... Would it then lose the yeah. temper if you reset it and you'd have to do it all over again? Um, no, as long as as long as you can you fit it into your various temperature ranges for the certain periods of time. Because in your restaurants, the one thing I've always known is that when you go into the chocolate room, it's always really cold, right? That's the it's it's it, not a very romantic place to work. I've yeah. noticed over the years. We've had fourteen marriages in that chocolate room. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, but yet yeah, you have to control the humidity in the room, the temperature of the room, and then classic chocolate tempering machines. You can buy these for home. Um, imagine 
it's a, it's like a you know like how ice cream machines have a tub and you press there you plug them in you put the custard in the tub you press the button and they stir the mix as they freeze it well a chocolate standard uh, chocolate tempering machine does a similar thing but the bowl is shallower and wider and it turns it it mixes it so it heats the temperature up cools it down heats it back up again three different so it can do large volumes it doesn't have to it can do doesn't have to it's not just a small amount oh, you, it can do, do you can do volumes oh, right and, and and the chocolate so if you look at um let's think of kitkat kitkat is tempered on a very large scale they can't do because it just costs a lot of money because it takes time to temper it to the level where you can see your, it looks like it's been lacquered you can see your reflection in it however kitkat if you look at this we haven't eaten it yet but this twix bar that i can it melts so quickly what would what would motivate them to do differently to our twixes because our twixes as you say they're, they're nice and shiny many things could be cost it costs more money the process is more complex um and maybe people might like it wow all right let's try it then it doesn't so it doesn't look and hold nice let's try it but when you pick it up can you feel it melting in your under your fingertips that's what i meant about it being slippery that's what i meant about it being slippery but i couldn't put it into right the right terms so it's not tempered i mean i you see there's there's like a ripple effect on the surface of the chocolate Mm. just run your thing your thumb across the top with a bit of pressure you are smooth can you see how you smooth those ripples out? Yeah, God. Then look at your thumb. It's greasy. Your fingers are greasy. Yeah. So it's melted. And I'm I'm not sitting, I don't know, it's probably 18, 20 degrees here where I am. Oh, yeah, so it's I'm not, not hot enough to melt a, it, is it? You know, burning hot. No. But it's, it's interesting, though, how you eat chocolate with your fingers as well, the feeling of your fingers. it's un- You don't notice it until you notice it. It's uncomfortable holding this chocolate bar, yeah. whereas I've never noticed that before when I'm holding it and I'm melting, melting my fingers. But this one, it's yeah, I nice. Find it, I find it disconcertingly uncomfortable. Keep putting it down. Come on, let's try it. Uh, so this is Twix peanut butter, okay. four to go bars. That's oh, weird. It's really solid. Weird. I don't know if yours is. It's basically what? like the... The biscuit and the caramel are separate, and the biscuit. Now the biscuit, really hard. the biscuit's really hard. The chocolate for me, I get pe- I, I get peanut butter, I get the peanut flavour coming through after, but the chocolate, I it's almost I don't see the purpose of the chocolate. You're right. That'd be better without the chocolate. That is so different to the UK Twix, which I'm partial to. I can't so tell different. you. Me too. If I did a blind taste on that, I would never have said that was a Twix. No, me too. As a Twix. I think it's it's been around since the the late 60s, 67 in the UK, and then it was introduced to the States in 79. Had a short period across Europe where it had a name change called the Raider, um, if any of our uh, European uh, mainland listeners remember that. It it changed back in in 91, 2000, back to to Twix, and appears in different iterations. I mean, apparently there's a gingerbread Twix, a winter spice Twix, uh, there's a few peanut butter variations. There's a coconut Twix, um, chocolate fudge Twix, cookies and cream Twix, all of which appear in different places at different times, depending on seasonality, demand, all sorts of different things. That uh, that was okay. deeply disappointing, that That's one. So I think we'll well have... Have you got one of these? Yeah. The almond... Coconut and almond candy bar. I've got almond joy. That's it, joy. Almond joy. I couldn't read it because I ripped, ripped right through the name of it. Okay. 
Oh, it looks <clears> nice. See that? Doesn't that feel nicer to hold all of a sudden? It's not melting as much in your hands. Well, the, you can see the, cho the, the chocolate is shinier. Yeah. It's melting less. Little lumps on it. Yeah. It's melting less. So that's been tempered a bit more. It's got coconut. A bit like Bounty when you break it. A Bounty inside. Oh, is it coconut? Oh, I love a bit of coconut. And I guess an almond. It's really nice. It's like a Bounty with an almond on top. Absolutely lovely. Mm. Oh, I like that. Mm. Again, I'll put that in the fridge. That's a I'm not sure lot it's better than the Mars bar, but it's pretty good. Did you want to try your Snickers, yeah. your American Snickers, to see how it compared to the UK Snickers? Definitely. Crunchy peanut butter, peanut butter, caramel, peanuts, nougat, milk chocolate. So, to me, it seems like, I'm sure they must... Ah, oh, it's in cubes. Snickers in cubes. It? It's different as well. It's, it's kind of browner. Like, browner, stupid thing to say. Again, yeah. How many did you get in a pack? Uh, one, two, three, four, four squares. Right. But the chocolate's not tempered like a Mars bar, like a like a Snickers bar. So it's melting. Again, it's melting in my um, in my on my fingers. I wonder if there's something to do with where Kevin is in the states. Because you know we talked about them doing different temperatures. I wonder if it's somewhere cold. They don't need to make it so. But there's not. No, it's not um, that cold. This no. is in Alaska. No. Oh, you don't that have that. I can see your face. Like to, no. No. Well, that no, no, that's got that's very it. short no. shrift. That has no, no, <laughs> nothing like a Snickers bar to me. No way. Don't you mess with Blumenthal's childhood. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> not a Snickers. But Snickers or Marathon is peanuts anyway, isn't it? And it's really good. Snickers and Marathon is is. I love the fact we still call it Marathon. How many of you out there listening know yeah. I have a clue what we're talking about when we say Marathon? To me, no comparison. And reflecting though, having said that. Hershey's, let me just go back to the first one. Make sure. Yeah. Hershey's, the Mr. coconut Good. one. No, Hershey's, oh, Mr. Mr. Good, Good Bar. Bar. Yep, still like that one a lot. Okay, so I think we're basically in a slightly diabetic fuzz. We are sort of lurching our way till the end of the World, se doing? world Series. <laughs> so it is a. Uh, I've lost track of how many pitches <laughs> we've had. <laughs> I think we're in the second innings. <laughs> 324 for four wickets going into the second half. I think I I think I call this. He's um... <laughs> just eating, Jay. Oh, still know. eating. <laughs> what have you got there? <laughs> just... No. Oh, that's a bad face. Just I got a now. weird one. What have you got there? Hershey's Symphony. Oh, that Ooh. sounds fancy. What's that? That sound. What's in what? the What's in the uh, hey, yeah, What's in the arrangement? It, it's It's creamy milk chocolate, almonds, and toffee chips. It has a taste. A slightly cheesy taste to it, in a good way. He says, "In the chocolate, is it white chocolate? Is it is it is it, is it, is it dark chocolate? Is it or milk chocolate milk. or white chocolate? Or? That's that's. Mm. It's different from Hershey's milk chocolate recipe, and it's if the first time they ever veered away. But it's got it's got cocoa butter, chocolate, and lactose added. Apparently, it's targeted to a more mature audience, including the middle or upper class consumer." So this is targeting the upper middle classes. It's not working for me. That's uh, it's got cheesy. Hummus in it. It's like it's like uh, somewhere between Dairy Lee or something and blue cheese. I don't know. It's when you say Dairy Lee, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you say I that, I'm suddenly getting milk it. Milk proteins are slightly. Oh, smell it. it. Smells really cheesy. Yeah, it smells cheesy. It smells cheesy. Certainly, this is this. The Symphony Bar has a cheesiness about it. <laughs> Much that, like us. 
<laughs> yeah, understatement. <laughs> so I think with that, we shall call we'll blow time on the uh, World Series of Chocolate. And uh, as we sit in the detritus of all our various chocolate bars, I think uh, only one of these has emerged as preferable to a Mars bar, or at least on even keel with it, and that's the Mr. Good bar from Hershey's. The rest, I did like the Almond Joy, but I think the rest will, will yeah, happily sort of... I like the Almond Joy, but I think, yeah, give me give me a European Twix any day, but, you know, we grow up with these things, so therefore, how can we say they're better? Because we're right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, Coca-Cola make... Yeah, if you Coca Cola is different in Mexico, for example, than it is in the UK, they change the sugar levels, they change the uh, acidity levels, they change the carbon dioxide or the fizz levels. So many elements change. Yeah, you're very right. That's the beauty of a food. Of 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 yeah, if you grow up with something, and it triggers your memory, then. You can't tell somebody else that your bar is better than theirs. How do I know? I can't tell you. I'm going to make Jay. I'm going to. I'm going to make you the best version of yourself. You're chipping away at the very I foundations of the World Cup, that? Olympics, World Series of chocolate bars we're running here. Now it's just. Oh yeah, that was just. You're almost making it seem like this is a competition we made up on the on the go, and there wasn't a huge amount of thought <laughs> put into this. No, this has taken three three years and seven months of very careful planning. There's 16 people uh, in Podcast HQ just working on the rules of this. We're going to yeah. sponsorship deals, and we've even in. we've even got addendums, <laughs> addendums. and sub clauses. <laughs> a doctor about to our rules. <laughs> Uh, and, and and we've got a uh, we've got a um, a mediation panel in Geneva, uh, just in case everything goes wrong, we can divert it to them to make a decision, just to say that we are correct or not. Well, we should hopefully be getting hold of some European chocolate soon, which I think will make an interesting spin on this one. But Kevin, uh, we do appreciate, it. even though the candy bars didn't come up to scratch, we do very much appreciate you sending them in. Oh, ama- amazing! It's an amazing, enjoyable discovery learning experience yeah it's wonderful and it feels like we're tasting completely and and if anyone out there wants to send me some chocolate (laughs) that would be great (laughs) (laughs) we've had comments going why does james never get to eat it it's like you wouldn't like you wouldn't like him on chocolate he's like a toddler he's not good we keep him off it on purpose no it gets it it gets really excited then overtired and then gets really angry yeah, that's, that's pretty much every day, though. It's the podcast that didn't make the air before. Uh, James, thank you ever so much for watching us eat and giving us our facts this yeah. week. Heston, for this week, thank you ever so much. That was a lovely trip inside American Candyland. Really appreciate it. Thank you, chaps. Thank you.